Welcome to Leitrim Daily. It is the first roundtable panel discussion show that we have on a Thursday morning and I am joined by two of Leitrim's county councillors, newly elected, re-elected councillors, Enda Stenson and Sean McGowan. Gentlemen, welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, Breffney. And uh, just from my point of view, I just want to say to you, uh, well done on your venture and, and, and the very best of luck with this. And I hope all of Leitrim takes it on board and, and, and listens on a regular basis. Thank you very much. And thank you, Breffney. Thanks for the invite. Uh, looking forward to it and I wish you well with the, the new project. Thank you. Well, listen, let's not dally around because we have only got half an hour to go through a lot, a lot of stuff. I attended my first council meeting on Monday to observe and just see kind of what was on. It was quite an interesting experience. A lot of talking, a lot of people getting their opinion in on things, but a lot of positivity coming out of the county and a lot of news. So we've got the Leitrim Observer in front of us. We're going to go through the paper. We're going to talk about a few issues that came up at the council meeting and also from the paper today. Let's start with the front page of the paper and that is the decision of Jerry Reynolds to step away from politics seeing as we have two politicians in front of us here let's talk a little bit about Jerry and maybe what this has an impact for politics in the county well I, I, I suppose we have to say first of all I am surprised by the decision of Jerry Reynolds to step away from politics as everybody knows the family has been a lifetime since the, the the setting up of the state, the Rillens have been involved and, 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 and Jerry has been very active. I know he has a lot of other irons in the fire and, and maybe it just doesn't suit him to give because, as everybody knows, politics for, for all its ills and all what people might complain about is a very time-consuming position. Uh, from a, a, a political party point of view, from I'm sure Fine Gael is a huge void that is left within the Fine Gael party now because earlier in the year John McCartan stepped away from the council is he in a position to come back? I don't know. For Fine Gael is in the midline, uh, prepared to take up the cudgel and run. I don't know. Maybe it's 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 leaving a huge opening. We have Martin Kenny, we have Shane Ellis, we had Jerry Rince. Jerry Rince is gone. Is there an opening for an independent candidate in Leitrim? I'm not sure. But uh, that sounds like a pitch. Is this your, is this announcement? With, anything with, 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 with somebody of Jerry Rillen's name stepping away, it's always uh, 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 something that uh, could be considered by somebody who uh, would have an interest in that. Sean, your thoughts? Yeah, well, firstly, look, at I've, uh, it's a surprise to me that, that, that was the first I had heard of it. Um, I've known Jerry since he first ran for the council in '85. We both ran at, at the one time. Um, I always go on extremely well with him. It's, it's, it really is a shock to me because. Um, uh, I would have seen Jerry. That if Jerry was elected, uh, I would have seen seen him as a possible minister ministerial uh, candidate if 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 he was elected. Uh, it is a, a surprise, and as as Hinda has quite rightly pointed out here, is it's left I'd say Fine Gael reeling in a way here in, in Leitrim because um, John McCartan has stepped away from the council, uh, as has been said here already. It, it is certainly. Ill probably put uh, an emphasis on to be looking at possibly in the midline uh, he's right in the centre of the county as, as being a candidate but uh, certainly it's a surprise to me um, uh, the Rillens name would, would is long associated with politics in Leitrim and I have served the, the county and the country well and uh, I just I want to wish Jerry well because as I say I got on, ext- got on extremely well with him and I want to wish him well whatever path in life I know he's busy in, in, in his businesses so I just w- wish him well one of the things that came up at the council meeting on Monday was 
the issue of asylum seekers and of course we're well aware that in the last couple of weeks a group of I think 35 men have been placed in Coon House just on the outskirts of Carrick and Shannon. It happened with very little public consultation, it happened with very little knowledge aware in the general public that this was going to happen and there was a lot of issues both pro and against the idea. It also raised a lot of debate in the chamber on Monday. And you well, I'm not. I'm not sure if you, we could describe it pro, uh, for, or against. There are issues, and, and and as everybody knows, the issue of the asylum seekers can become very contentious uh, with a lot of people, and 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 right. So because people don't really know what they're they're getting, what they're not. But we have to step up to the plate within with the county like Leitrim, and be seen to do a bit. Those people come from a very misfortunate background you know they have been dealt a very poor hand here in Leitrim a lot of us have been very lucky we do, at times we don't realize the luxury that we live in there was an advertisement placed by the department of justice in in in, in papers or whatever looking for accommodation Q and house was available obviously and 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 the ownership of that applied as was their right uh, and they have the premises to allow those people in. Uh, I don't know what consultation could have been held that would make everybody happy, you know. And and I can I can totally uh, empathise with the with the, with the locals in the area what they're thinking. But like a town like Carrigan Shannon, like you could get. 300 strangers come in at the weekend into accommodation in Carrick. It's way more than that, I'd imagine. I'd or, it's closer to 3,000. 3, yeah. yeah, you know, and, and, and people, there are a lot of locals in Carrick criticises what's happening at weekends every bit as much as they have been criticising. To me, maybe there are others saying other things, but from what I hear, there's people, you know, and, and just say the like of any housing estate in Carrick where you could get 30 or 40 fellas into two houses. You know, that... The, that's a huge issue as well. So th there are issues around people coming. That's not taken in any way away from the asylum seekers. And, and as I said, we had a very good uh, story with the asylum seekers, like with the, with the, with the Zach Moradi story, like, you know, that, that came here. I was doing football in the National School at the time that Zach Moradi was up in the boys' school in Carrick, like, and I remember that cousin, and he was so enthusiastic about playing. And to see him scoring a point, like, in, 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 in the last minutes of that, Laurie Maher hurled on final for Leitrim. That was absolutely magical. You used the word hero in the used the word hero in the the chamber, yeah. which went down yeah. very well. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, he, he's he is a hero now, and to his own people, it's huge. Yeah, I'd firstly I'd uh, want to congratulate. I think it was the winning point. Uh, Zach scored so, and I, I was actually watching him on, on on TV last night. He was on on uh, TV three, but uh, Martin King on the six o'clock show. Mind you, he's a very, very impressive guy. He told about coming to Ireland when he was, uh, I think, uh, 11 years of age. So he really settled into to, to Leitrim and is, Leitrim is his home now. Uh, going back to the, 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 the story that broke in, in relation to, to Carrick and Shannon there, it's, uh, yeah, look, I can fully understand people are very annoyed, I suppose. I suppose it's all about the lack of communication and, you know, now how do you go about addressing that it's a, it is a it is a it is a difficult one and uh, um, I suppose Carrick and Shannon we had an issue in, in Ruski as, as your listeners will be aware you know when the, the, the 
the Shanninkee West Hotel was mooted as a possible location for um, <coughs> 80 asylum seekers and you know there was objections to that and look at it's a, it's a different kettle of fish in, in the sense that Ruski has, would have no services whatsoever to, to, to support those people and uh, that, that, that's different here in Carrick and Shannon. Uh, as Zinda's as, as quite rightly pointed out, you know, a lot of those people would be coming from difficult situations and, uh, you know, I, I suppose we as a, as a people, Irish people, have gone all over the world and we've worked and we've contributed, you know, and I have no doubt that those people would be willing to contribute to to our uh, to our society as well. So, look, it, it, it's it's a difficult one, and you know, I do hope that the Department of Justice handles it properly. That the the the, the support those people and that they'll 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 put whatever supports are needed in for them, and that uh, that both the, the the those that are supposed to become or those that have arrived and, and the local people can get on well. <coughs> Last Friday was a pretty big day for the for the co county on a couple of fronts both in Drumshambo and in Mughal and Minister Michael Ring was in town to launch the, the third extension or the second extension, the third phase of the Shannon Blue Way uh, which according to the Observer has attracted over 100,000 visitors to Drumshambo which is an absolutely phenomenal number of people. Absolutely. Well, uh, I suppose the Blue Way in itself uh, is, is such an attraction. I don't know anybody that I know that has come to Leitrim or people, visitors come to ours or whatever, right across the board that don't know of the Blue Way and the Shambo now. It's, it, it, it was, I'm not sure of who thought it up in the first place, but fair play to whoever did because it's such an attraction and like you can go the whole way now from Leitrim village to Drumshambo it's just magical and it's a beautiful walk and I would advise and encourage anybody from any place that hears this to just go and do that walk look look outside today in this weather to go on that walk it's just absolutely magical we did a show on Tuesday on the station about the Blue Way and um, I, sp I stopped four people and only two of them sorry I stopped four groups and only two of the eight people that I spoke to were actually from the county. The rest had come in to, to, to travel it. Sean, have you had the pleasure of uh, a stroll along the canal? Yeah, look, it's, it's a really fabulous facility. Uh, I haven't been on the new part just yet, but uh, I've walked from, from um, or cycled from Leitrim Village down towards uh, down towards uh, Acres, and uh, I just haven't gone on the new bit. But look, at it. it's, a, it's a really, really tremendous success story. Uh, I, I couldn't believe myself when I heard the figures of 100,000 visitors, you know, and you know, the, the bit of an extension back down now to the Loch Allen Hotel and then we're coming back in here towards Carrick and Shannon. It's all positive news and it, it, those are the sort of facilities that we need to, to bring in t the, the tourists into our county because we really have a beautiful county. You know, we are lovely Leitrim, uh, but we, 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 need to, um, we need to have those facilities developed and um, like the Blue Way is, is a great success and I was delighted to see Minister Ring who who has been very, very supportive of, of um, uh, Leitrim uh, here to do the official opening, and uh, it was a great day, great day. Uh, you uh, mentioned the Carrick and Shannon branch of the Blue Way, which of course is the other side of Leitrim Village, uh, so what's now from Leitrim Village the whole way to the Loch Allen um, yeah, Hotel. Now, in terms of the other side, have we any expected date on that, in terms of when that might be available? No. No, not at the moment. Not, not we the don't moment. have a date, and there's no point in speculating on dates because, you know, 
you're only putting out something and, and raising hopes maybe that something would happen sooner rather than later and that mightn't happen and then people are, are disillusioned so but it will happen uh, it will happen yeah it will happen yeah because I think if you look at again uh, ministering on his way to Mughal and we'll come to Mughal in a second uh, ministering opened a new business Ginny's Tea House which yes. also featured on the show Absolutely. when we were in Dumshambo the other day Ginny's obviously a well known brand in the county in terms of the bakery uh, but that new branch of the business what impressed me the most and I had lunch in it last week was that there's eight or nine local people working in that business Absolutely. four days a week and um, most of them to be fair probably on the, their summer holidays from college uh, girls waitressing around the area but that's work there's families that don't have to support those girls through the summer that kind of investment in the county from people from within the county is massive that investment in the county is massive well you know and you probably maybe you don't remember when those uh, where Ginny's tea room started off like as, as James Maguire my communion was in the same room yeah Back James, in the 80s. James Maguire, like, he started off with those with those houses and those holiday homes as such as the Warden and the restaurant that was there. James Maguire, I will have you to know, that was an Eshlin man, born and bred in Eshlin and, <laughs> and moved down to, to Dumshambo. And like, he, he started off something like back in the 70s that nobody really realised what he was doing, but it was a huge initiative at the time. And look where it has led to now. And I just have the people that did were prepared to, no more than yourself, Breffney, prepared to take up the cudgel and go something that they believe in fair play to them it has come to fruition and come to good yeah look at it's it's a it's another great success story um and i wish to compliment Sinead and pascal you know i believe they're 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 doing a bomb out there and you can't get parking and you can't get parking i was just told about there last sunday uh, there was people there and they were parked on footpaths and everything in it but really it's a great success story and um you know that it's great to see local people uh, seeing opportunities and, 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 and providing the, those facilities. So, um, great success story. Look at and uh, as I said, uh, in the Hesquire, you pointed out the Maguire's Colleges, they were ahead of their time in a way. And, you know, they're all coming back into play now and, and going extremely well. And it's, it's great for Leitrim, great for Drumshambo. In the afternoon on Friday, Mr. Mr. Ring went over to Mughal to launch Smart Green Mughal. And, uh, that's your neck of the woods. What is yep. Smart Green Mughal? Well, it's Sean's neck of the woods as well as mine. Smart Green Mughal is, is, is... Well, well, you know that Mughal, Mughal was under pressure for a period of time. Mughal probably was the number one town in Leeds from right up to the 70s. And then downturns came and, and, and it took a hit. And a lot of the businesses that were in Main Street and right around Mughal went other way, places and were gone and, and Mughal saw... Smart Green Mughal was an initiative taken by, by, by John Mannion, really, of the Enterprise Centre in Mughal, who has done Trojan work. Then there was a town team set up under the direction of Joe Law here within the council, and Jerry Kilrain within Mughal is leading up the, the, the local town team. There was a plan put in place. There was a gentleman, he was a Mr Conway from Tron, who draws up a, a plan for the whole area, and he came down and he had, I think it was five or six public meetings, and met all the people, and to look at the infrastructure as to what they had, you know, within the town, because you have to look at the positives of what you have in the town. And he has put a huge plan in place that's going to bring all the, 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 the positivity that you have, because you have huge positiveness in Mohol. Like you have some of the finest education centres in Mohol. You have the 550 uh, secondary school, pupil secondary school. You know, you don't have that in any place else in Mohol. You have a brand new national school as well. You have Mohol Youth Reach at the moment. You have the Enterprise Centre, which is going to be totally uh, run on, on 
what solar panels and that and, and that's going to be set out right throughout Mohol. The Mart is also buying into that. The Chagis office in Mohol is buying into that. Uh, the Leithrim People Association with Disabilities is also buying into that. It, Mohol is moving forward and this is what and I'll, 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 I'll let Sean get in on that now. Yeah, look, it was, uh, it was a last Friday was a great day for Mohol and uh, I would like to compliment the, the, the people of Mohol. Uh, I suppose Mohol would have suffered as Zinda has quite rightly pointed out um, <coughs> over the years. But you know, the, 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 they've, uh, they've got the town team together um, and, that, and they have a very, very good committee there. I, I would really compliment them. They have a great plan there as, as, as Zinda has quite rightly pointed out. And you know, there's a lot of positive things happening, and a lot of positive things will happen in Mohol. You know, we we look at the, we have Lahrin just out out the road, and and then you have the, you have the the Lahrin uh, Hotel, which was two very very positive things for Mohol. But it's just to get the the town centre moving, and and this is what this plan is all about. And but bringing uh, everybody together, bringing everyone together, I suppose is the right and, thing. And 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 you've got to connect Lahrin with the town. That's it, yeah. For a while there wasn't a connect there. And like you have another huge positive thing that could be done from a tourism point of view from Mohol is, is linking you could link the old Narragage Railway between Drummond and Mohol like and, and the and the track is still there where it was. Like and it it doesn't take rocket science to do a thing that but that's a huge It takes to, money though. It takes know. huge money but there are grants available right from throughout different dif- different grant agencies from Europe right to, to national government. That is a huge facility. I know in Wales and in part of Scotland there's huge tracks of old railways laid and the tourists flocked to it. The old station house in Mohol is still there as it was left there back in the 50s. It's still there and, 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 and ready to be worked. Yeah, and, 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 I would love to see that section of line open up and I know there was a there was a plan drawn up, yeah. There was a plan drawn up for it, and you know that plan is still there. Uh, again, it is funding, but uh, like there is a lot of positive things going to happen in Mohol, and you know I would see an exciting uh, future for Mohol, uh, and you know I, I'm, I'm enthused by the team that they have, the, the town team. I think they're very good people who are going to drive it on. And really, it is the people of Mohol that has to drive it on. The supports will be there from, from the council and from the agencies. But really, it's, it's from the people themselves to drive it on. And I, I have no doubt that they will. So I, w- I would be very, very optimistic that uh, Mohol has a bright yeah, future. I, I, I would too. Like, like I have to say, like, Jerry Kirin is doing huge work there. And I know he has his own business around. Colin Rins is doing huge work. Michael Wall is doing huge work. They, th- those people are given of their own in 5 and 3. And I, I think that has to be commended. And when you have people within the town pulling people together doing that, like, I think it's huge. Yeah, all great people. Two okay. other things caught my attention in the council chamber on Monday that I want to get to before we come back and take a final look, maybe at the hurling and the success of the seniors and the under seventeens, which we touched on with Zach Moradi. Um, the first one is the deal with Latin America and particularly the impact uh, that Brazil beef is going to have and Argentinian beef is going to have on the farming trade in Leitrim because we are an agricultural county uh, a lot of people rely on the far- on the farming and on the beef trade well like you know that there's a lot of talk within the county read the, the whole afforestation of the county but Leitrim is an agricultural county we are a very rural county 
a lot of the small landholders depend totally on the suckler herd. If this mer Mercursor deal it goes through as it is now, and that there's 99,000 whatever tons of beef being brought in, you know, we are already 90% over our needs supplied by beef and We don't need this. But I know it's, it's a kind of a payoff against another industrial plan that they have. That's, that's what it is. But we, Ireland, and I'm happy you said that the Taoiseach and the Minister for Agriculture have recognised the damage that that can do. But the damage that would be done to the west of Ireland would be untold. We are in a very precarious position here. Now, with this deal, and with Brexit. If those two happened, it would be the perfect storm. It would absolutely close the west of Ireland. The, the south and the east where you have the, the bigger dairy holdings, the land. they will not be affected to the same extent. Actually, this deal, the deal is positive to a dairy point of view. But to the beef point of view and to the small suckler herds in a county like Leithram, absolute devastation and I don't believe that any Minister for Agriculture from any party could let that happen on this country. It would be simply outrageous. It's bad news for, 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 for the West of Ireland uh, as has as been pointed out here by Inda. You know you have Brexit coming down the track and we don't know what's going to happen there and this Mercosur deal uh, you know it, it would spell the, 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 the debt of of, of uh, farming here in the west of Ireland and it really would leave it open to have it be planted and none of us want to see that because as you know we're all we're all very much opposed to the um, the sick spruce and the way it's been it's been planted uh, the way so I do hope and I, I suppose both the Taoiseach and, 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 and the Tarnished and, and Minister for <coughs> Agriculture have spoken out against this deal but um I, I am I am concerned, and, and you know, uh, with, with it and Brexit, you know, there 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 are two issues that really Leitrim doesn't want, to, or the West of Ireland doesn't need them. No, because if anything like this gets on the table, it's very hard to get it off the table. That's it's it. hard to That's get it. A, any deal onto a table, onto a table, and on, and having discussions about it. But once it gets there, and this is already there on the table, it's been discussed, openly discussed, and 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 the plan going forward. We cannot, cannot allow, and I, I do have, I'm on an agricultural committee in Brussels, and, and whatever I have to say, I will say before my time is up in December, going out there, it's, it's, it's just detrimental from our point of view, and it simply cannot be allowed to happen. With all that you've said, let's play devil's advocate for a moment, yeah. and this deal happens, yeah. Brexit happens. If, if, if both deals happen, so you're saying both Brexit and... Uh, let's, just say, let's just say those right. two things happen, yeah. the perfect storm hits... Are there opportunities there for farmers to change? To are there? Is there any white light at all? For we have we have a very poor soil in Leitrim. It's only suitable. It's not suitable. You won't grow barley. You won't grow any of those other other exotic fruits or anything. It's only suited to a suckler cow scheme for the farmers. That's his main. You can grow grass for five months of the year. Other than that, it won't grow. That's all that Leitrim land is suited for at the moment. You can't diversify. You couldn't, to, from a tourism point of view, you could have uh, farm marks, you could have this, but that's a very small window of opportunity. It's an add-on to what you have. But if those deeds come in, it'll just finish off.
You can just just imagine it. Can you just imagine a hard bar drinking and that bar is just yeah, well, we're thinking about. But unfortunately, that is the way that we appear to be headed. Yeah, although I was. <laughs> Uh, I was struck by Boris Johnson who happened to be in the north yesterday and he said under no circumstances would it be a hard border so look at it we'll have to just wait and see what plays out there yeah with this deal coming on look at it you know we have called uh, on this council for a land reclamation grant you know and in the saying uh, uh, our land isn't suitable for um, oats and barley and whatever I remember as a youngster on, on our own farm at home that we, we had oats and barley on but we had land was drained that time and people the farmers were encouraged to, to drain their, 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 their land and you know we, we have been calling here for a similar grant which would help to keep the farming alive uh, I know we're going to have to look at different ways of but there is different ways of, uh, of uh, farming too uh, so that's, that's a, a thing that I think our own uh, minister, we, we've asked that Leitrim would be treated as a pilot scheme just for, for a land reclamation grant to see how it would work out. If we got that, if we did get the land reclamation grant, that would change everything. I think it would, yeah. You know, that would put us on a, on a level playing field with the, uh, those coming in to plant our land. That yeah. would, but that doesn't happen at the moment. You know, we, <coughs> we, we, we get no grants for, 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 for upgrading our land or drainage or anything. But if you wanted to plant your land, you get full grants for it. But anyway, that's another story for another day. The other issue that came up at the council meeting on Monday, Sean, was one of your motions, and it was in relation to a smart card type idea for your medical records, that uh, whether you go to the doctor or the dentist or the hospital or whatever, that your records are on a card in your pocket. Tell us a bit about that concept. Yeah, it, it was brought to my attention, actually, when I was out uh, during the campaign by a constituent, you know, similar type card called a patient record card, similar type card <coughs> to uh, a credit card that you would, as you say, have in your pocket here. And uh, um, we call on the HSE and the, the Department of Health. Now, I know that there has been, there has been some early discussions with the, with the HSE about this, but the, from what I can see, you know, it would be streamlined the, the whole lot that you, when I go to my GP and I'm referred to a consultant or, or whatever that all my information all the data that the, the consultant needs is on this card that he does that if we're not we haven't reams of paper and writing everything down that everything is there when I present my card to the consultant or wherever I go that my history is there the medication I'm on um, my previous uh, visits and whatever you know so I think it would be, it would save money for um, for the for the state for the HSE, and I think it, it, it's a way to go. And I, I sincerely hope that the the HSE and the Department of Health yeah, will look favourably on it. Have to agree with that. I know there is a small issue of data protection, and, and, yeah, and certain people within certain quarters have have issues with 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 the whole thing of data yeah. protection. That, but then. I think as a country anyway we've gone over the top being so politically correct yeah. and data protection uh, I, I think I would agree with Sean's card that anybody should be able to carry that around and if there's something wrong with them in a different place a different country they have to put it into a machine and they're able to read your access that's basically why it is we'll finish off with a good news story uh, it appears Leitrim is now a hurling county we're going to forget about the football completely 
and uh, we're going to we're, we're the Connacht Junior Club Champions in St Mary's. We won the Larry Mar two weeks ago. This week, yes. uh, I think it's the Tom Hogan the Tom Cup. Hogan. Uh, the, the under seventeen county team yes. have annihilated Longford. And we, we'll, it doesn't happen often enough, so we'll no. we'll we'll take make hay with the sunshine. It's been a huge success for Leitrim Hurland. I know that there's a, a core group of people that have worked extremely hard in Hurland. Even even back in the seventies and eighties, there was was people like. Mickey Dorigan from Gertletter, just yeah. the amount of work that he was doing for Mickey, her. Paddy Feeling, Martin Kniff, they've been around for years. And, and yeah. the fact that Martin Kniff is still at it and has been the manager of that team, it was a glorious achievement. I think it was one of the stories from a sporting year that Leitrim could win the Lowry Maher Cup. We have two clubs. We have Carrigan and Shannon at the moment and we have Manor. Union and Manor. Yeah. That's what we have in Leitrim. And they're working from that base. I th- what they have done is absolutely miraculous. And then it's been followed up by the Tom Hogan. Like we're carried on, like getting the, the club championship. We never won a club championship. We, we only got to a final of a football run once. You know, <coughs> and the Carrick actually won that and bet one of the strongholds from Galway in, in the final. Well, that was absolutely magnificent. And I, it can never be overlooked. And I can only imagine you'll go into national schools and you'll see children with hurdles from. They will. It's you can see it already. Absolutely. Even around Leitrim Village. I'd imagine. Uh, and there's a good cohort yeah. of that team were yes, from yes, my neck of the woods. I know, right. like, there, there is there, uh, nearly a lot of clubs were involved in it. Like, Barnacola were involved, Bertletta were involved, Mohol was involved, Eshton was involved. You know, there's, there are, you know, there's pockets of people that love their hurling. You know, and, and, and like, you, get, you get a family like the Mortons out in Ballymore. Jesus. Like, and they were powerful, powerful hurlers. Like, you know, but. It, you have to go back to the lake of Martin Kniff and Clement Kniff. Clement Kniff has soldiered. Soldier on his own for so long he has been free taker. And to see it coming right for, for that Kniff family now, I think it's just absolutely. It's a dream come through. It's the story of the year from my point of view. Regardless of what else happens in sport in Leitrim. Yeah, it has been a great couple of weeks for, for, uh, for Hurland in Leitrim. And uh, look, at, we were all thrilled to bits and delighted. And it was great actually to see the... The, the the hurling team coming back after their success they could have stayed up in Dublin and enjoyed the night up there but they came back down to support the footballers and, and, uh, and were back at half time it was really magical day magical day and uh, and as as has been as Inda has pointed out uh, followed that up in with the, the youngsters there the under 17s beating Lawford they really hammered them 321 really it's, it's a uh, Ah, look, it's great. It's great for her and Leitrim. And, you know, we've talked about all those people. That is Mickey Dorigan, uh, uh, Martin Kniff, um, the late uh, Paddy Phelan and all there was. Uh, Paddy O'Connor and Ballon were all great for people, great dedicated people who were devoted to promoting the game. And, and, and uh, look, long may it continue. Uh, we'd like to see more clubs ahead and uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll go from strength to strength. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me. This was the first uh, roundtable discussion as part of the new Leitrim Daily project. Uh, of course, you can listen to this on leitrimdaily.com or if you search anywhere you get podcasts on your podcast app, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, for Leitrim Daily, it will pop up and you'll get to hear End and Sean's dulcet tones and uh, their colleagues over the next few weeks. Every Thursday, we'll be taking a look at the papers and taking a look at the issues that are surrounding the county uh, for that given week. Thank you very much for joining me, boys. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much, Brefney. It has been a pleasure. Thank and you, Brefney. And we'll have Best you on up. very, very and shortly. And we will come back again. Absolutely. Lacoon of Day. <laughs>